worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Hello! Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, Grant. Good morning. Jimmy uh, will be in in a bit. He'll be running the board. Yeah, that'll be fun again. Well, I wouldn't necessarily call that fun. (laughs) If there's a delay, it's not like... Something to do with your signal or anything? It's no, just, it's, it's Jimmy. It's the Jimmy delay. It's him. Is his shunt firing up? Everything he does or is, says, there's about a four second delay. Yeah. So like there will be long pauses before like the song and then the next thing plays or whatever. Like yeah. What is that? I don't know. It's a Jimmy it, delay. Yeah, I. It takes a bit for him to process. When things. you're in this business, you. You learn where to speak and and fire and and do your next element, right? Yeah. And everybody I've worked with, you, anybody in the past, is right there. Like they're Jimmy. It's always like we're just sitting there, like, waiting like, for literally, it. Literally, you can hear it every morning on the hall party cue to call, right? Yeah. Like the little thing fires and then it says text word of the day, and I'm literally pointing at him. I'm like, go, Jimmy, go, go. And then he's looking at you, looking at you, looking at you, looking at. Then he gives the then word. It goes, oh yeah, sure. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Grant sees it. <laughs> it happens all the time. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyway. He'll be here soon. He'll be here soon, so there'll be some... I meant to not be angry yesterday. hmm And then he comes in and just like... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Making it way more stressful than it needs to be. Cruise News. David Johnson, Johnston, the special rapporteur, has recommended against calling a public inquiry Justin Ski Buddy into foreign interference in Canadian politics. Chalet neighbors. <laughs> Justin Trudeau uh, says the government will follow that recommendation, so there will no will will not be a public inquiry. Johnston said when he started the process, he thought he would come to the same conclusion that the opposition parties have, that an inquiry was needed. Um, But he did say that he found serious shortcomings in the way that intelligence is communicated and processed. He will continue as special rapporteur until October. Um, He'll be holding hearings to fix the shortcomings. Pierre Poliev called the report a whitewash attempt and continued to call for a public inquiry. So here's the thing, and and this is this is the state of politics right now. Uh, and allow me to shoot the middle here, everybody, because yeah, I don't like either side. I'm not a fan, but you can be annoyed by PP mm-hmm. calling this a joke, and you know, like that's that's what he's going to do. He's the opposition leader, and he's going to do this even more than past opposition leaders because this is just his oh, his, his whole playbook. thing is getting people angry. Yeah. yeah, so he's just he's just 
basically sowing the seeds of division, and that that's what he's doing. Yeah. It, and and you know what? You can like it or dislike it. If you lean that way, maybe you're okay with it. If you don't, maybe you're mad at him, right? Yeah. Okay. So he goes on and talks about Justin Trudeau's and the Trudeau family's relationship with this special rapporteur. Yeah. Okay. Who was put in place to actually investigate the possibility of a public inquiry about Chinese interference into the last election. Okay? Yeah. Now, he's going to go out of his way to call out Justin and the relationship he has with this guy. Obviously. Obviously, because of the role that he is playing in politics. Mm -hmm. Okay? Right? But here's the other side of it. If you're Justin Trudeau and you don't want that, don't hire your (laughs) ski buddy! It seems kind like of, it just it's so ridiculous. I thought and the they, same. I was like, well, why would you hire like you know you're gonna get criticized for that? I guess if you just don't care. That's well, and that's what the it thing. boils down that's to. That's where we're at. And that's where I think we as like voters and people like in this country need to be concerned about, right? Yeah. Like both sides do things that are gonna get the voters riled up. And they all don't care. Mm-hmm. None of them care. Yeah. Like, Justin does not care. PP does not care what the other side thinks. They do not give a shit about Canadians. No. At all. They don't. They just go about their way. They actually do all these things. It is... It's... It's. I don't even know why they do, the, do it. Power. Like, why even bother... Putting the investigation up, yeah, right. Like, do you understand what I'm saying, Grant? Yeah, it's just just going through the motions, right? It's ridiculous. Anyway, you're in the locker room on Nutty Five Seven Cruise FM. I voted yesterday. You went and voted, hey? Well, we're lucky because the voting station is right here, just yeah. right beside us at the Ramada. I saw Pam went and voted there too. Pam, 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 Pam. Yeah, I um, I actually didn't need my voter registration card mm-hmm. either. I just walked in there because we didn't get it. Yeah, we moved, so I'm not sure what happened there, but it doesn't matter. So I just showed up. And he asked me, have you got your voter registration card? I went, no, but I have my driver's license. And I get to explain that we moved. And he said, well, you just need to have your current address on it, and they should be able to find you. Mm-hmm. Walked up. There was quite a few people in there voting. A lot of people were yeah, doing yeah. advance. So I um, I went up, and the lady helped me out. But a, but a bing, but a boom, asked me a couple of questions, printed off my voter thing. Mm-hmm. I walked behind the thing. I made my vote. And then I, they scan it, and you're out of there. I literally was in and out in five minutes done. I can't tell you. Now you just wait for your Green Party candidate. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I uh, went online before I voted just to sort of get an idea of who he was. And I will say this. Um, I voted for the Green Party. And, yeah. and I'll tell you why. I, I am not a Green Party person. Anybody who's listened is probably aware of that. Mm -hmm. It's the only party that doesn't make me want to puke in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) But you say you're not a Green Party, but you voted Green Party twice since we've known each other. They're a good throwaway vote. Yeah. When you still want to exercise your right to democracy. And now that I have a scooter, I feel obliged. That's true. Right? Yeah, it is part of I'm living the Green Party life. (laughs) It's part of buying a scooter. Yeah, you have to. You have to to vote for a Green Party. I did take a look at the... uh, at the candidate and read up on 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 the guy that I voted for, and uh, 
He looks like somebody that may have matching Crocs with his wife. <laughs> Picture a guy that runs for the Green Party. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you can see a picture of him now. <laughs> I had a I drove by a sign yesterday in my neighborhood for the Communist Party of Alberta. Get out of They're here. They're still around, but they don't have a candidate in our neighborhood, so so I don't know why people are putting signs up. The, yeah, because they can't vote. Do you only have two? See, we just have UCP or NDP. Yeah, in my riding, I have four. I I have four people to choose it's a popular from. Popular one. There's I, even a liberal. <laughs> I, have, I have UCP, NDP, and Green. You don't have a liberal or no. an Alberta party? No. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the Alberta party put many candidates in this, this no. year. Hey? No. Yeah, I mean, no. Seen many. Yeah, we only have two in our neighborhood. So. So if you were thinking about voting, um, and. Oh, here's the other thing. This is the last thing that I wanted to pass on. So you didn't need to have your voter registration card with you. So if you're driving by one of those, like, vote here, yellow signs, you can just whip in. Now, you have to vote at your designated area on the voting day, but you can vote anywhere in the city or anywhere in the Mm -hmm. province for the advanced polling in the advanced polls, which doesn't... It doesn't but how it, do they have the right uh, the right card if you computers? Are, oh, yeah, they print stuff off for you. <laughs> no, but it's, it's just, amazing if you're, if you're in Calgary. You know what? Your phone's kind of a computer too. No, but <sighs> they they print off the the thing for you, and then they okay. you go scan it. <laughs> That's what I was asking. Okay, all right. Four second delay. Save it. So I got this article sent to me by Jimmy. And I don't know if Jimmy didn't really read it. I'm not sure if if he actually paid attention to what it was that he sent me. Or just the headline. Just the, the headline. And um and so I I I read it. And I'm not mad. I'm not upset at you for sending me something that you didn't read because I would have sent the same thing. It said Canada has a drinking problem. And so I got into it, and basically what the premise of the article was is there's this guy, um, his name's Patrick Brazeau. He's a senator. He's a senator, and he's he's been sober for a couple of years. Good for him. And he has decided that Canada needs to do more. Government needs to do more to curtail how much we drink as a country. Apparently, he's decided... That government is the only, and I was like, hmm, so the 50 to 80% tax on all our liquor (laughs) isn't an attempt by the government to curtail our drinking? They love our drinking. Yeah, they make billions of dollars. They would be bankrupt if if people stopped drinking booze. Well, and go to the States. Yeah. Like you can go down there, you can buy the same bottle that costs you sixty bucks here. We'll call you cost you fifteen dollars in the states. Mm-hmm. It's insane how much tax there is on it's it because they're keeping everyone safe <laughs> and sober. Anyway, so he wants to add like labels to all the alcohol, warning labels, warning labels, like on the cigarette packages. You know yeah. what? That's an annoying sober person. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Grant. That's a. 
I'm sober, so everyone needs to be sober. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to do what I can to protect you from yourself. Yeah, that's a, that's a guy who has a podcast about being sober, and it's annoying. Yeah, yeah and he has awful Facebook where he's a mental he's health a warrior. He's a mental health warrior for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah on his yeah, Facebook status once every year when he on his sober date, <laughs> right, when he goes and collects his new chip. I'll try to find his Facebook. Here's the thing about this individual, and, and I'll say this out loud. I want to pass a bill where people actually have to let the voting public know whether or not they're sober yeah so that we can keep sober people out of office i think moving forward as a country i know this is a pretty heavy political show because we talked about voting and now we're talking about keeping sober people out of like these people sober people are making decisions that we might not necessarily be comfortable with and you know in their bios on on their yeah they, it should say, been sober for 20 years. Absolutely. So I can I, uh, choose not to vote for that individual. I, I was joking that his Facebook, he's a <laughs> mental health, wiped down his Facebook, <laughs> and it says, advocate for hashtag mental health. <laughs> See, do we <laughs> want this? Making... Do we want this asshole in office? No, we don't. Not that we're making fun of mental health advocates. It's just, it's always. Why is it always these guys? They get sober and then. Yeah. They're they annoying. annoying on Facebook. Yeah. Listen, if you're embarrassed about what you did when you were drunk, that's on you. Don't take it out on the rest of us. <laughs> or just be like me and just don't care. Listen, over 75% of this population drinks on a fairly regular basis. All right? So we should know whether or not we're putting a sober person in office, right? Yeah. We have the power here. At some point, we have to start a revolution, everybody. The drinkers need to get together. <laughs> it's going to happen sooner than later. Four second You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. I used to say I lived my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> and I think that's why we were brothers. <laughs> Because you did too. Well, family. So Fast and the Furious 10 or X or whatever the hell you want to call it hit the theaters on the weekend and it was a massive hit around the world. It was just a monster. These movies always are, right? Broke records. But it's not doing very well in the States. It's a global hit. Any theories? So in like China and Europe and stuff, it's doing well? Yeah. Hmm. Um, so I, cause I know the one, I think it was the third one, Tokyo Drift was, you know, obviously in Tokyo and it was, it was pretty big in there as well. These are always big globally, but yeah. they have been declining. They've been going down success wise in the United States. Yeah. So their opening weekend, they did like, okay. In, yeah. in the U S um, but then globally, they, they crushed it. And so they're saying, what's going on So here? globally, it's yeah. like this, Jimmy. Like, it's yeah, the graph yeah. is like this. And then in North America, they've been going down and down and down. And I, I wonder if 60, it's been... $67 million in the U.S. and then $377 million It's not a lot of money. No, not for a movie of this size. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not for so it's behind John Wick four yeah Marvel movies Mario movie made more money than it yeah um, so yeah. 
Yeah. I think people are just sick of Vin. I think it's it's this it's the tenth one. Yeah. Like the tenth of any movie is, is pretty crazy and yeah, people kinda of laugh at Vin Diesel and they've they're kind of parodies of themselves at this point. Like Yeah. I mean some of this stuff that they do in these movies. I mean the last one weren't they in space at one point? They exploded into space. It didn't they didn't broke, they they broke the the uh, the the space time continuum. Didn't Vin Diesel like show up in one of the Avengers movies and help take down Thanos? And <laughs> no, Vin Diesel is Groot, or he's the voice of Groot. Please, his, Grant's his, trying to be funny. Please, I know. I was just. Telling, was I was just there like, was memes of him driving his car at Thanos, <laughs> yelling "Family." <laughs> yeah, I I have never watched any of these. You've never seen any of them. Like, not even the not, first one when it came out? Not a sit down and watch one from beginning huh. to end. I've been in a room when my daughter and her boyfriend like these. It makes sense. So yeah. I would watch for a couple of minutes, but they never piqued my interest. Yeah, you should watch the first one, because the first one was actually good. Was it? Okay. Well, I was a kid when it came out, but I remember loving it, and then... I mean, I think I watched the fifth one in the theaters, and I, I fell asleep. Is that the one where he dies? I watched whatever one Paul Walker died in. Yeah, and where they, they uh, where that drive off into was the at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's the one I fell asleep in the theaters I watching. Think that was the sixth one. You sentimental bastard, you. <laughs> but there the, now, uh, this ten is the last one. And then there's just a bunch but of spin-offs. But then they're going to do, like, Vin Diesel saying, we got an all-female one, and we got yeah. all these spin-offs we're going to do, yeah. So if you were worried this was going to end... Don't worry about it. You're you're covered. Like, I haven't even watched... Like, I liked them, but it, after the eighth, it were... Where'd you be lost? Well, how many police academies did you watch? <laughs> oh, I loved those. But it's just... The thing is, though... Really is it lost was, interest on that eighth is, one. Is they had an enemy... The plot was really... They had an enemy that apart. was trying to kill them, and then all of a sudden they become friends, and then they're allies, and Again. then they, they go into movie. another one. Jimmy. Yeah. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Trying to do a better job of being topical with the merch page. Yeah. Trying to be on it. Yeah. And we got Father's Day coming up, and I was thinking about um, the possibility of putting a Father's Day. When is Father's Day? Oh, the... It's in June. I know that. Is it the 12th or the 22nd? I think the 18th. The 18th. Good. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) June 18th. Is it the 12th or the 22nd? It's it's the 18th. The 22nd. We are on it here. (laughs) The the 22nd is a Thursday. Anyway, we have time. 12th is a Monday. (laughs) We have time, um, but if you have any thoughts or ideas about what we could put on a T-shirt for Father's Day. So a Father's Day themed, probably something drinking related. Yeah, we need something good for Father's Day because this could be a, a potential money maker for us. As people, hey, my dad listens to the locker room. Maybe I'll Ex- buy him a shirt. Because exactly, Grant. Yeah, I know my my friend. He bought his dad a, a shirt for Father's Day. A locker room shirt. He got him a support local glory holes so <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a gift. There's that a ton up there the dad may like, but yeah. I'm just saying, is there a Father's Day themed, themed one? Yeah, one. And if you have any ideas, I've thought about this because anytime we've ever gone to the locker room, listener, we always get way better ideas than anything we've ever come up with. Yeah. So seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven. If you have any suggestions for a Father's Day themed 
t-shirt or hat or whatever. Right? What about something as simple as fathers love the locker room? Uh, we have women love the locker room. This is Again, why we need your love the locker this, room. This is a perfect example. We do not example. have a shirt that says midgets love the locker room. <laughs> okay, one does. <laughs> this is why we go to the listeners <laughs> for ideas. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. I got a text from a friend of mine, Greg. He said, collect the best, a bunch of best dad joke ideas and put them on shirts. Yeah, that's not that's, bad. That's a good one. We could do that. That is definitely a good one. We did get, did we get any that aren't rapey? <laughs> well, none at Christie's. <laughs> uh, Tanya um, said, my ex-sister-in-law has four kids from f- four different guys. How about a t-shirt that says Father's Day, the most confusing day of the year? <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, we had um, this one, Christy, we could say. Good dads listen to the locker room. That was not bad. That's okay. Um, Wade said a shirt with the picture of us, the three of us, that reads, Happy Father's Day. Keep listening to these mothers. Um, that sounds like something I've seen before. Yeah, that's not like a that Facebook we're, ad. Not that we're against ripping off ideas. Oh, no. We've done that we're before. We're very open to that. That catalytic converter one we stole. <laughs> stole from the farmer's market. <laughs> Jimmy, what, which, which, did you get one? Was that a text? Alex's. Okay. Yeah, it was Alex. Uh, <laughs> wait four seconds. <laughs> Dad, your empties paid for my college tuition. I'll drink one with you anytime. That's not bad. Send that's that, pretty good. Send yeah. that one to me. We got a couple of options for shirts for Father's Day. Yeah, that's pretty Coming good. Coming up on the 18th, apparently. Another moment with Dr. Locke. Ozempic. We've touched on this multiple times. Oh, a couple we, of we months love back. Ozempic, yeah. I'll give you a background of where we're at right now. A couple of months back, I remember mentioning to Grant that I was putting Ozempic on the grocery list because of those mm-hmm. stupid commercials. What's Ozempic? Just ask your doctor. So and they're playing all the time, constantly. Yeah. To be funny, I was putting it on the grocery list when my wife wasn't, and she thought it was hilarious. And then when I mentioned that to you, we looked it up because I don't think you. Well, I I knew I had heard of Zempic, and I kind of knew what it was. But you thought it was a weight loss drug. Well, yeah, because that's what people were using it for. But it's a diabetes drug. Yeah. And then it ended up being a drug that people started to use to lose weight because it was shedding pounds quickly. I, I know a lot of people that have used Ozempic to lose weight, and it's been successful for a lot of people I know. To the point where doctors are starting to prescribe it. Yeah, there's well, you a, can go get it from your doctor anytime you want. There's a problem in Canada because there's a shortage of it for people that actually need it for diabetes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there was, I think in BC, they were like, we're no longer... Um, exporting it, like we need to keep our supply here because we're running out. And, yeah, because yeah. it was coming in from the states too. Doctors were finding loopholes mm-hmm. and uh, coming through Canada. Anyway, we've sort of been following this because we're kind of fascinated by the whole thing, right? And and this is not a new situation where a drug company makes a drug and it it's for one thing specifically, but then it it actually has an impact in another area and becomes popular in that area. Famously. Right? Viagra was yes. for high blood pressure, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And then everyone just started having boners all the time. <laughs> okay. A so anyway. Accident. We've been following along with some of the side effects of Ozempic for weight loss. And I honestly, I got to say this right now, because I'm going to, I'm going to make a comment about 
Ozempic, and and I and I don't want to offend anybody that's on it right now for weight loss. Here's the thing: I truly believe that if you've tried everything and nothing has ever worked, and you're on Ozempic right now and you feel okay, th- this isn't necessarily for you. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I think you should at least consider that it might not be the best thing in the world for you. I haven't even touched on the show on every article that I've read about side effects. Some of the ones that we thought were funnier, we've, we've, we've touched on. Like, apparently, people are losing their hair. Mm-hmm. So we did a little break on that one. This one is the latest. So now, there is a possibility that this will be used as an anti-addiction drug because... Not only are people yeah. not eating, they're not chewing their fingernails, they're not smoking, they're not drinking, they're basically becoming numb on this, this it's stuff. A, they're calling it an accidental treatment for addiction, so people on Ozempic are saying, yeah, I don't have cravings for alcohol, uh, fast food. It's because they're dying inside. <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> Honestly, I, like, this makes me very uncomfortable. See, I thought you would be like, no. oh, finally a, a good side effect. No. Like, people aren't smoking. No. People aren't no. 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 snacking. No. L- listen, we have stress in our lives. Stress is okay. Mm-hmm. What is not okay is not being able to cope with stress. <laughs> There's going to be things that pop up in your day-to-day life that you're going to have to get over. Just taking a pill to numb yourself so that you don't think or feel or do anything. I just don't know if I that's good. I don't think it's numbing people. I think it's just what they said is... If I got up every morning and reward. didn't want to drink, <laughs> that's called numbness, Grant. I think drinking is numbing yourself. But that's good. <laughs> uh, they said what it's doing is decreasing the reward the brain feels from addictive behaviors like eating, drinking, smoking, shopping. People are saying they're shopping less because of it. This is dangerous. <laughs> I honestly be careful with this Ozempic. I understand if you're trying to drop a shed a couple of pounds, yeah. get on it, it, maybe do that for a bit, but then get off of this as soon as you possibly can. You might get back to your destructive smoking. lifestyle. Okay? I'm worried about all of you. You're in the locker room on Nutty 57 Cruise FM. A couple of Ozempic texts, actually. Yes, so um, Sean was saying, oh, it sounds like it suppresses your dopamine to yeah. me. Um, then we had Sean who said, a few pounds. I've lost 65 pounds in eight months, and it has completely changed my life. And that's um, that's where I wanted to make sure that I was reasonable about yeah. my comments because there I've heard more than a couple of people say, we have, just so you know, Sean, we have had people that have been on it that it did not work for weight loss. Mm-hmm. So I think it depends on some people's chemistry, right? Yeah. And, and it, it works for some and it doesn't work for others. Um, Tim said, I have a buddy who was like between 325 and 350 his whole life. Yeah. And the only thing that worked for him until Ozempic was speed. And so okay. far, this seems okay. safer than speed. <laughs> so he's not doing speed balls <laughs> in the bathroom at six o'clock in the morning. This seems Ready safer. Ready to go for work. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. See if I was on the air promoting speed with the Doctor Locke segment. 
yeah. different, but we're allowed to because it's Ozempic, <laughs> and a drug company made it. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. So let me just start this by saying that I believe in aliens and in UFOs. You know, I think it's insane to think that in this entire universe, which is endless, we are the only intelligent life. That's insane. But stories like this make me think that a lot of the UFO sightings might not be real. (laughs) 92% of UFO sightings in the world apparently happen in the USA. See, that makes me think it's fake, that people are aligned, because there's no way that aliens are that interested in American culture. That 92% of times that they're spotted, they're in the USA. You know, every time they come to Earth, they only hang out over top of the USA. How many hot dog eating contests do they need to watch? in and out Burger. How many times do they need to watch guys shoot cases of Bud Light with machine guns <laughs> before they decide whether or not we're worth invading? This kind of feels like how in every single war movie, the American is the hero. You know, one American man can take down the entire Mexican drug cartel. Or a simple American boxer from Philadelphia single-handedly ends the Cold War by winning a boxing match. If you're wondering uh, how Canada did on this study, we were in second. And apparently, UFOs stick around longer in Canada than anywhere else. It's true. So we may see them less than Americans do, but when we do see them, they stick around. They party. Probably trying to figure out why we're yelling yelling at them. Hey, buddies, how's she going up there? The Grant Report is brought to you by our latest locker room t-shirt. Welcome to the apocalypse. Text us now to get yours. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Okay, we're calling Brian, the GM from Goose Hummock. Hello? Ryan, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Good. Thank you for uh, having us up on Monday. That was a lot of fun. Hey, that was a great time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We'll be up again. We actually have some promo coming with you. We're going to be doing something, but we'll we'll save that when we can nail down all the details, okay? Goose Hummock Golf yeah. Course? Yeah. Um, I just I wanted to tell my birdie story, and um, I just wanted to have you on so that the story doesn't get out of hand. Sure, sure, sure. Right. No, the birdie the birdie juice or the birdie shot? <laughs> the birdie the birdie shot. So just to give everybody context, I will go an entire season without shooting a birdie. Yeah. Like I'll get the odd par, but I am not a birdie machine. And okay, but right. so you shot one on Monday. Yeah. A you real did. a did real I- one? Brian? Kate, no, it wasn't yeah. a real one. Or was there a mulligan and then a kick and then a throw one out from the trees and then <laughs> And then I got I can make that putt again. I gotta try that putt again. So I I teed off on sixteen. It's the dog leg yeah. left, right? I That's teed right, yeah. I teed off on sixteen and I fired one into the water. Okay? And yeah. both the uh, Brian and his buddy Dave said, nah, tee one up again. Okay. Now I was out for fun because it was the first round. 
So normally I wouldn't yeah. have done that. Uh, what? I would have went to the water and I would have... That's not true. That is yeah. totally so true. Not true. I've golfed enough I've, with you. I know that that's we've, not true. I've drank <laughs> while you've golfed many times. You've never. That is so true. No, that is not true. That is. <laughs> anyway, so then I pounded one down the middle, and then yep. I stuck it on the pin, and then. But hold on, Brian. Yeah, I did not. Cool. I did not write down a three on that hole. I wrote down a five. Because I had did, taken yeah. about thirteen mulligans <laughs> previous to the sixteenth hole. You and me both. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a rough round, but uh, but first round I got it out of my system, right? Yeah, but I'll tell you that approach shot in, you put it to within six inches. By the way, also never take advice from Brian on that island green. Oh no. No, he totally screwed me. He got lots of room, and then I pounded in the water. And he goes, I didn't think you could yeah. hit it that far. We'll be up again, okay, okay, Brian? You bet, guys. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, and listen, thank you for the shirts as well. Appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. We'll have you on again when we need to explain um, um, the contesting that we're doing with you guys, okay? Sounds great. All you right. Bet. Take care, brother. You too, guys. Have a good day. You know what that story about that? That pro, the, the Michael Block. I love that story. So he was like a club pro teaching golf lessons for money. Kind of like me. <laughs> Ends up um, making the cut for the PGA Championship last weekend and finishing 15th. Got and a then, hole in one. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the, uh, the, the interview that he was doing? I, I think it was on CNN or NBC. It doesn't matter. And uh, he was talking about, uh, he shot his shot, and then he was just sort of walking back to his caddy or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and then Rory comes up and gives him a hug, and he goes, what's going on and here? What happened? <laughs> he didn't even know that he, that he drained it. He said that somebody offered him $50,000 for that iron that he used. What? Yeah. So the people were trying to buy the golf club he used, and yeah, it's you know crazy. What He's just become a celebrity now. You know what happens when you... Um, when you get a hole in one, not that I've done this before, but you have to buy drinks. Oh, is that a thing? So you when buy you, a round? When you get to the clubhouse, you have to buy a round on the house for So everybody. that everyone backs up your story. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Oddly, Mike Tyson's in the news. He was trending. Because he was commenting on a podcast about Jamie Foxx, and I think they're they're maybe not close, but I think they've become casual friends. Because of the biopic, yeah. Yes, more on that in a minute here, but where, is, where are we at with Jamie Foxx? So because Fox, he commented on his health. Jamie Foxx has been like with this mysterious illness in the hospital. There was... All of friends and family are gathering, you know, they're hoping yeah. for good news, but expecting the worst. And we all thought he was going to die. You chose him in the celebrity death pool. Got screwed because uh, now he's like promoting and, new TV show in the fall with his daughter. Well, like, and then his weird. daughter came out and said, no, he's he's fine. We just play pickleball <laughs> and we're doing this game show right away. Yeah. And still haven't said what's going on. And then Mike Tyson said that uh, he said, oh, he had a stroke and he's not feeling well. That's what he said on the podcast. Oh, Jamie Foxx had a stroke, which we had kind of speculated on. Because and of some connection between some hospital he was at in Chicago yeah. that specializes in stroke recovery. But, but then he, but then now Mike Tyson is saying, well, I don't actually know. Somebody just told me that. <laughs> so <laughs> so I mean, he could have been doing the same thing we did. So I saw so yesterday, 
that Mike Tyson was trending after having yeah. commented about Jamie Foxx, la da 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 And uh, so I looked it up because I was like, wasn't Jamie Foxx supposed to be... So I lo- I typed it in. I'm like, when is the biopic right. Tyson, Mike Tyson biopic coming out with Jamie Foxx? And that's done. They put a bullet in that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because it was went viral because... Uh, he was showing off his, his yeah. Mike Tyson voice. And remember, he was all buff. and Yeah. He was like, yeah. And apparently, Mike Tyson put a bullet in it. Huh. Because he didn't like how old Jamie Foxx was. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> really? Yeah. So he stopped the whole thing. Really? Which is disappointing because... Who wouldn't want Jamie Foxx to play them in a biopic? <laughs> exactly. I mean... And and you kind of have technology on your side, the aging stuff. Yeah, and, look at Indiana Jones; it's coming out. I mean, yeah, they de-aged Harrison Ford to to make him he's look ninety young. in real life. He looks I don't know seventy in those movies. <laughs> is Harrison Ford ninety? <laughs> I don't think he's. 90. I think he's in his seventies at least, though. Uh, he is eighty. He's eighty. Yeah. yeah, he's up there. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know if if that project will get jump started again. But there was a Hulu thing. I watched a bit of it called Mike. Did you see that? No, I didn't. It wasn't good at all. No? Like, I liked, I was excited about the idea of Jamie Foxx playing Mike Tyson in a biopic and, like, mm. doing the one big thing. And, and it seems like a really dumb idea to kill that. Yeah. But anyway, Mike Tyson obviously is involved in it. He and has makes his... good decisions. Just look at his face <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> You're in the locker room. On 95.7 Cruise FM. So let me get this straight, because I always get these guys mixed up. Ice-T is the guy that does the... Law and Order. Law and Order and the the car commercials. Does he do car commercials? I don't know. There's a commercial where you can get insurance for your car. Oh, yeah. And then Ice Cube is the guy that... um, He was in NWA. Yeah. And he um, does kids' movies now. Yeah, he did. Are we there Where yet? Where the parents and lose the kids all the time. Ride along with Kevin Hart. Oh, okay, and, that's right. Yeah, all those movies. So. so he's commenting. He's stepped out. The latest guy stepped out and commented about AI-generated music. Yeah, he says uh, he believes Ice uh, Ice Cube believes that AI is satanic, I believe is what he said. And uh, if anyone creates a song with his... You know, like an Ice Cube song using AI, he's going to sue them and everything else. Which is interesting because I think that's going to be something that a lot of people, a lot of artists are going to try to protect after the fact moving forward. Mm-hmm. Because labels now, if they can find a way to screw um, artists, they are all over it, right? Oh, yeah. If, a label, if a label could cut the artist out, <laughs> yeah. just make music on a computer, oh. they'd be all over it. Yeah, um, so you're going to start to see, and this is my prediction, because I think it was you, Grant, that was telling me that you saw a story about a label signing a deal with a company like an AI company yeah. to generate music, but I don't think it's going to be guys that are still alive. I think yeah. it's going to be dead people. So they're going to be putting out like I don't know, pick a pick well, a guy like Michael Jackson or Elvis or Frank Sinatra or something. So we'll have new music coming already, out in September. They've already done some like um, they used AI to do a Kurt Cobain song, like yes. he was singing Holes and yeah. uh, a few other songs. And it sounds like Kirk Cobain. You'd swear it's Kirk Cobain. It's a little crazy. Uh, this kind of reminds me of when 
they did the Michael Jackson and the Tupac holograms. Yeah, and remember, everyone thought that, that was Houston gonna, too. Everyone, everyone thought that was going to take over. That didn't really explode the way they thought it would but they this did. is different they did a tour of yeah. the whitney thing and they, and they couldn't Holly sell ones any, and they couldn't sell tickets the interest that. wasn't actually there as much as they thought it would be yeah um yeah. but this is different because this is like they're literally is it though? i think so will it have the same i don't know i i hate it because i don't know there's something about like just killing the creativity like i was even listening to this one author talk about how he writes a series of novels and AI just wrote the next one for him. And he was like, he didn't, somebody just did it as a joke. And he's like, that's actually a pretty good book. <laughs> and like, they're in the early stages of AI. So soon, like, our computers are just going to be writing books and creating music for us. And- so if you had to pick a song from a dead artist to be released, who would you pick? We'll go around the horn. Jimmy. I do Freddie Mercury. You do Queen? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like with Freddie, yeah. Okay. Grant, have uh, you got anybody? I want a new Nirvana record. The whole thing? Yeah. Kurt Cobain. I would pick Bon Scott if ACDC didn't have... Like, I'm a Bon Scott first guy before yeah. I am a Brian Johnson guy, but I appreciate... Brian Johnson, ACDC. Like, one of my favorite yeah. ACDC records is Back in Black. So good. It's a great album. So I would have picked Bon Scott. I would have picked that first. But ACDC has had a very lengthy career. Do we need more ACDC? Probably not. I would go with um, Robert Plant. He's not, um, he's not dead. Yes, he's dead. And I would pick... He's it not, was a sad day when we lost him, Robert Plant. He, he, Robert Plant's touring with your, your auntie there, no, Alison Cross. No, I choose to believe that he has since passed on. So I would want a Led Zeppelin record <laughs> with the late, great Robert Plant when he wore tight pants. <laughs> You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. We did get a couple of texts on the AI bring me back dead guy music conversation. Christine wants you to know Robert Plant is not dead. Oh, thank you, Christine. Yeah. I wasn't joking at all. <laughs> uh, Melvin wants to use AI to bring back the late, great Preston Manning. Oh, and we could use him piece. right now yeah. with how things are politically. He He's not dead either. You know, Good he would have been Lord. a great rapporteur. Uh, abs- Grant Preston Johnson? Manning would have crushed it as special rapporteur. And there wouldn't have been no conflict of interest well, Nobody could question all. his authority. Absolutely. Yeah. We should really do our best to try to bring back Preston and see if we can run him in the next federal election. Agreed. Yes. I can't wait to what is wrong with this you? Preston Manning bit to our new boss. We're <laughs> <laughs> in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Ladies and gentlemen, a real treat for you. It's James P. White with another poem. We like to call it Jimmy Sheets Himself. We're not doing the intro. Okay, I just did it. <laughs> Live. Uh, today is National Brothers Day. I, ce- I celebrate it in my own way. Who are your brothers? Do you need the same mothers? I say a brother is someone that you see that you see as family. A brother is someone who talks to you happily. A brother is someone you worry about, even if they like sauerkraut. A brother could be someone you work with, even if they are a member of the Sith. A brother 
to be uh, brother is to be someone that you doesn't have to be someone that you've lived your whole life. A brother is someone that can cause great strife. Today is a day to acknowledge your brother. Let them know that they are like no other. Happy Brothers Day, one and all. If you have a brother, give him a call. Yeah, there we go. Punched another one out. <laughs> Good work, buddy. Not a lot to chat about, Bag Milk, but we want to have you on. We were just doing. Yeah, no, I think uh, our our free segment chat was riveting. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, the off season <laughs> chats about lawn care, lawn and care, yeah, lawns yeah. putting in artificial turf. And- well, mm-hmm. and then uh, I got to figure it out because we we did get a bit of a warning because we got a dog and they're like, "Your dog's going to pee on that. It's going to get underneath. It's going to rot." Like I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. now I do I have to? I am doing something in the front because I got some lawn care advice from. A friend of mine that works at a golf course, and he said, because my lawn, my front lawn is hard. as a, It's like cement. Yeah. And he's like, you got to aerate, but then put sand down. And uh, I said to him, I said, well, it's pretty level. He goes, well, sand isn't just for leveling. It's also for moisture because the uh. roots of the grass get better moisture from sand when you put sand down. And mm. if you aerate, this is, I found this out. This is brand new to me. When you aerate, you're supposed to put sand down right away. Well, you don't have an aerator, so you can just walk around in your wife's high heels. Well, <laughs> yes. Look good, feel good, you know? It's just, it's, there's lots to like there. I bought, I bought a new aerator. Oh, uh, did you? I bought one of those things you jump on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to hop around on the lawn uh, in my underwear. Please get video. <laughs> you just did your lawn bag milk? Yeah, I had to reseed the grass. The dog kills the grass. It's my annual tradition every spring. Yeah. Replanting the grass that my dog kills. Yeah, yeah. yeah and was, that was this long weekend, yeah. I, I was saying our dog run, I put a seeded clover because apparently it's really resistant to dog pee and yeah, you don't have to do I much with it. I have not heard so. that. Uh, but there was actually already clover mixed in with the grass that was there. So I just kind of threw some seed out and yeah. Okay, and and it's supposed to be better for the resistant, the most resistant thing to dog pee. Maybe that's and what it I'll do. Looks I'll, good, and yeah, maybe I'll put clover <laughs> in the back. <laughs> uh, if we did want to talk Oilers, uh, your your roommate on the road, Tyler, uh, wrote an article yeah. about yeah, yeah. Uh, buying anyone out on the roster. Do you think the Oilers should buy anyone out this off season? No, like I don't. And the reason I say no so like emphatically is we had, I think it was three, four years now where the Oilers just had two, two and a half, three million dollars in dead cap space from buyouts or retained salary on like Milan Lucic just came off just the came Oilers off, books. Yeah. Oh, wow. We don't need to replace that dead cap space when they have work to do. Like Evan Bouchard needs a, a contract extension. Ryan McLeod needs a new contract. Are you going to bring back Derek Ryan? Are you going to bring back Mateo? as Yanmark. They have like these kind of smaller choices or in the Bouchard one, a bigger choice that they have to make that they need every dollar they can. So I just, they can't buy people out. They just can't do it. There's no way like Campbell, if you're listening to this and you say, well, what about Jack? It's not going to happen. 
Oh, because got four years left on that contract. Well, Tyler, yeah, Tyler wrote in the article that if they bought him out, it would go to eight years. They'd be paying for that. Yeah, so. like you can't do that. Crazy. Like I and I imagine he's going to be better anyway. And if he's not, then Stu's going to be there to carry the mail again. So no, they can't be buying people out. Like we can't even be thinking about it. I'd rather be thinking about clover lawns and bonsai <laughs> <purge> <laughs> and all of the other things that I've been doing to fill my trimming a bonsai trimming a bonsai tree. That sounds like it's code for something. Okay, now um <laughs> I have a I have a question and yes. I don't know how much you've been watching and I know you're paying attention, but did we already see the Stanley Cup final in the last round? Yeah. It, like, I can't even yeah. turn on the TV without getting annoyed. Like, last night, I'm flipping through channels. I see Vegas is up on Dallas again. And I'm just like, man, the Oilers shot themselves in the foot so many times in that series. I just feel like they should have breezed through this mm-hmm. third round and into the Stanley Cup Finals. It's very annoying, Locke. Mm-hmm. I agree with you a thousand percent, and it drives me nuts. I'm still trying to watch like I'm putting it on, but I'm like, oh, come on. They're both going to sweep. So yeah. you're going to have a Panthers and Vegas final and then we're going to potentially have to watch Kachuk annoyingly skate around the ice with the cup above his head. <laughs> Though, to be fair, that would entertain me a little bit because nothing would hurt Calgary Flames fans more than getting absolutely fleeced on that trade for Matthew Kachuk. And then in his first season gone, he gets to lift the Stanley Cup. That It would be entertaining. <laughs> That'll sting for them. That's, yeah. that's definitely going to sting. Um, we'll let you go. Um, so that you can do some research on how to prune a tree for next week's topic. <laughs> Please, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna present you guys with something very special next week with pruning bonsai trees. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White, 95.7 Cruise FM. We're calling Cody from the Alberta Railway Museum. Hello, how you doing, Cody? It's the locker room. Hey, how are you guys? Excellent. Let's do a who, what, why, where, when kind of a thing. Because I think a lot of people might be unfamiliar with um, where you are and what you do. And Is that fair, Cody? Yeah, no, that's that's totally fine. So we, who we are is we're the Alberta Railway Museum. We've been around since uh, 1968. Started out basically just preserving a couple of steam locomotives in the old uh, Cromdale car barns back before the LRT, back when it was streetcars. Yeah. Um, and then we moved out to our current site near uh, what today is the Henday and Highway. 15 in about, uh, I believe, 1973. And we've been there since then, preserving uh, historic railway equipment and artifacts and, and whatnot. And yeah, we basically bill ourselves as a, as an interactive museum. Most of our exhibits you can walk through and touch and play with things. We even have a static steam locomotive that kids can climb on and cool. pull all the controls and feel like an engineer. And uh, and we also have working trains that we have about a half mile of track that we give train rides on. That's cool. You know what I like about this is we live in such a disposable world now that we've lost a bit of a connection to our heritage, to to you know to our past. So this this is awesome that you've taken the time and that your group is is around doing this kind of work. Yeah, no, uh, most of our most of our uh, cars and equipment range from about the 1930s to the, the 1950s. Our locomotive that we're running right now was actually built in 1948, our uh, diesel 9000, and uh, wow. we even have a car uh, as old as the 1890s on site. Oh wow! So if I wanted to come and visit the Alberta Railway Museum, are you just open weekends or, or 
what are your hours like? We are only open on weekends. We Our first opening weekend is the May long weekend, so we just had our, our opening weekend this past weekend, and we run until the September long weekend. On long weekends, we run the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and regular weekends, we're just Saturday, Sunday, and every day we're open, our open hours are 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Cody, now it's the locker room, <laughs> so you mm-hmm. had a feeling it was going to get weird. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, we we knew somebody that had a shall we say obsession? Yeah, obsession is a good word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We even looked it up because he was so obsessed with trains, and there's a term for it. Well, I had heard this too because my brother-in-law is an engineer, and he had thrown the term "foamer" out there. Foamer, foamer, yeah. and then, so we looked it up, and yeah. that would describe this person that we're talking about. He's yeah, someone who is obsessed with trains. And as a joke, mm-hmm. we told this guy that Jimmy was really into trains. So. <laughs> And Jimmy didn't know what to say to him, so for the time that he was here, which was short, he would corner Jimmy on a fairly regular basis to talk about trains. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever have people come in, like, because I, I see you can, like, book wedding photos with all the trains and stuff. Do you ever have somebody, a cool idea. somebody come and be like, I want one hour alone with the steam engine? <laughs> How much? <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, if you if you do book the the uh, the museum for for a private event, uh, it is supervised the whole time okay. for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Yeah, it looks awesome though. Yeah, like it, the, it looks really cool, Cody. Yeah. We're on the webpage. Yeah, um, we should actually mention the webpage and get people to to go there if they want any information. We are at uh, Alberta Railway Alberta Railway Museum dot com, and we also we're on uh, all the big social medias. We're on Facebook as the Alberta Railway Museum. Museum, Instagram, and Twitter. So uh, you can find us there. Social media is the best way to get uh, current updates, and the website is the best way to basically get a look at, well, like we're talking about who we are and what we do. Yeah. And the website also has uh, a very good list of all of our buildings, locomotives, rolling stock, like in, in good detail with all their history. So if you can't make it out, the museum or the website is probably about the best, best thing. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. I had a look at this, Grant. I, I can't <laughs> Can you explain this, yes. this scam? So I, I wanted to talk about this because it kind of sounds like something that we could get involved with, not realizing it's illegal. Uh, <laughs> but never try to rip off uh, the tax people. So it's a father and son in, the, in Massachusetts, Massachusetts are going to jail. Um, for a lottery scheme. So what they were doing was buying winning lottery tickets from people at a discounted price and then cashing it in themselves, claiming to be lottery winners. And you might think, like, why would you want to... If you won the lottery, if Jimmy won the lottery, why wouldn't he just cash it in himself? Because some of those winners owed taxes, owed child support owed all sorts of things and didn't want to be identified Uh, to the IRS. Oh, my God. So instead, I would come along and go, okay, Jimmy, you want a million. I'll give you 600000 and then I'll keep it. I'll I'll cash it in. (laughs) And they made $20 Yeah, they made millions doing this. Um, How did they... A $20 million lottery scheme. They've got to pay pay back the earnings plus $6 million in taxes. How did they find out who was winning that was trying to... I'm guessing it's some sort of black market thing, right? You know a guy who knows a guy? 
So huh. if you win a lottery ticket and you're you're like, okay, well, I owe a whole bunch of money to the government, and I don't want to pay it. Yeah. Then you would find a friend who knows a friend and that has access. These guys, to funds. I guess, had connections all across the state of Massachusetts, and they were that's just people wild. to reach out to. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I, I doubt that the seventy million dollar lotto ticket from Toronto area that was bought last year that still hasn't been claimed. Probably not. That's probably not this issue. That it's probably not the guy hiding from child support. No, I seventy think, mil. <laughs> that's probably somebody <laughs> who threw the ticket away because <laughs> that one's about to expire too. So what do they do with that money? Uh, Does that go back into the kitty? I don't know. Actually, that's interesting because yeah, there's that in in Ontario. Um, this is six forty nine. Oh yeah. Yeah. So or not not six forty a lot of lotto max. max. It was it's like the biggest unclaimed unclaimed prize ever. Yeah. Uh, it was sold in Scarborough and it's going to expire June twenty. They give you a year to claim, I guess. Yeah. Is what I was reading, but it didn't say in the article. It didn't say what they do with the money. They must like re sort of inject it back into the lottery and the, then give people a chance to win it again. If the seventy million dollar ticket expires nobody claims it the prize will be used for future bonus games or promotions okay so that's your yeah your million you win a million dollars or whatever right? yeah like yeah all those little bonuses and stuff so i'm still buying tickets yeah I'm still gonna win still lottery. gonna win one day i'm I know. still gonna win i believe someday locker room with lachlan cross grant johnson and james white 95.7 cruise fm did you get a winner jimmy for the big rack tickets uh, yeah, I don't have their name yet, though. All, All sorts right. of great nicknames coming in. Do you want me to run through some? Yeah. Soft Hands Jimmy. That's on his list. Uh, Top Jimmy. Little no. B- <laughs> little Buddy. Uh, no. Hugh Hafter. T- Top Jimmy. Yeah. Top Jimmy might be the... Uh, Top Jimmy, he's the king. That might. That's from the Van oh, Halen. maybe. We've never called you Top Jimmy, though. No. All right. Oh, I was thinking, like, he's the top. Um, <laughs> Hugh Hafner. <laughs> Jimmy's a bottom. Grandmaster Jimmy. Uh, Smelly Bird. Smelly Bird. That's that's a Smelly new one. Bird. Yeah, Smelly I started bird. calling him that because all my kids have bird names. So. Yeah, you needed one. I got Monkey Bird, and I got Blue Bird, and now I got Smelly Bird. Peter. My son. Came in. Little Jimmy. Uh, is it we in call yet? you Little Jimmy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which I don't think is one of your nicknames. Which one? Is it in yet? Is it in yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, Midget's not a nickname either. Yeah, that is or stripper. We don't just call him stripper. Stripper, hey stripper, come hey, here. Hey midget, come here. Uh, all right, and a more appropriate show coming up after this one. By the way, Mariah has a chance at the hall party tickets at twelve ten, and then um, at four ten with Pam, 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 Pam. I think that's it, right? I think oh, you so. know what we got tomorrow. We got Mel from Australia. Oh, barbecue tips. Dark Side of the Grill brought to you by Backyard Grills in St. Albert. Right. Yeah, so we got a tip from him, but we're hooking up with Mel from Australia. So I'm looking forward to that. Outside of that, I think we're done. All right. Have a good day, everybody. See You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Congrats. You just lost five IQ points. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.